Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Well, hello. And welcome to the Last Days Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today here with Todd and Katie Holmes. That's us. What do you know? Hey, we're glad that you're listening. And so thanks for um, responding to the notification that you got, if you did, and uh, that you are hooking up with this for this drop here. And uh, we just want to talk to you for a little while. And I think we're going to talk about fruity Christians. Um Actually, we're going to talk about we're, fruitfulness. Yes, we desire to be fruity. Yeah, for the Lord. <laughs> um, not not weird fruity, but truly fruity, fruitful, fruitful uh-huh. as as we should as we should be, as it talks about in John fifteen, actually, mm-hmm. because that is that's the kingdom plan for us, and we're all about the ways of the kingdom, and so and we know that you are too. Otherwise, you wouldn't really be listening unless somebody has you know like tied you to a chair or something like that, and put some headphones on your your ears and made you listen to this, then um, then you definitely need to be fruitful. Praise God. But we're, uh, we're just going to take off and, and talk. You know, if you can uh, let some other people know that this episode has dropped, that would be great. And we look forward to uh, seeing you on Instagram also, Last Day's Podcast on Instagram. And so uh, join us there. And let's get started here, babe. Let's go for it. Sound good? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. So if you got your Bible or your device, of course you got some device because you're listening to this. So um, if you can and you have hands available and you're not like jogging or running or doing housework, which a lot of people do. They do this while they're um, being productive in other areas. I listen to this. That's the benefit of podcasts. But we're going to start reading out of John chapter 15 and... um, I'm going to read this. Um, I don't know what my wife might want to do here, but I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Classic Translation, which is the Amplified version that has not gone so woke. Anyway, but it starts off in verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away or he trims off, he takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. I want you to catch that there. It says to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. It says you are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you or the teachings that I've discussed with you. Then he says, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in or being vitally united to the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much or abundant fruit. However, apart from me or cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing." If a person does not dwell in me, he's thrown out like a broken-off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown in the fire, and they're burned. Now, if you abide in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask 
whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. When you bear or produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. And then it says in verse 16, I want to drop down there for this one verse, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed you, or I planted you, that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain or abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. Wow. So actually, this is about 100% about producing, right? Producing fruit for the kingdom. One thing um, that I want to say right off the bat is that the branch has no benefit from the fruit. Uh That's, that's not the purpose of fruit Mm -hmm. to, to bless the branch, the branch, the branch produces it and the fruit comes out and others partake of the fruit of it. A lot of times people don't want to produce something unless it is a direct benefit to themselves. And 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 they can they can eat of their own fruit. But that's that's cannibalistic. Okay? That's not what it's about. Fruit is to be produced because it's not of you. The fruit come you're you're a conduit. If you are a branch, you're a conduit. The branch is attached to the vine. All of the nutrition, everything that is needed to produce the fruit, it comes from the vine and it goes through the branch and you see the fruit come out on the branch. And so, but then it's not, you know, it's, it's to be, it's to be consumed and to be eaten and to be enjoyed and to be admired by everybody else around it. Right. The the tree doesn't look at itself and go, whoa, look at me. I, I I'm a great I'm a great looking plant. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's not about you. And um I don't go around looking at arrogant fruit trees that, you know, they're just they're all about themselves and what they produce and um, it, it's not about that. There's no a, a, a plant doesn't have an opinion of itself. It's just it's just doing its job. This is what I was planted to do. I am planted to produce fruit, and so we'll get into this verse more and kind of kind of pick it apart <laughs> since fruit is made to be picked. But and we'll go into we'll go into some of this. But I guess the main question. We would be we would be asking is what fruit is being produced in our lives? If you were to take a look at your own life and you were to I mean what what is it that people see that say this is definitely what you are known for? Because a, a tree is known by its fruit. Right. I mean you can't you can't you can't look at a cherry tree and say, you know, I don't know. I think it might be a pear tree. It's mm-hmm. it there's 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 nothing alike. Because cherries and pears are they're nothing nothing at all similar. And you don't you don't accidentally see a pear coming out on a cherry tree. 
it's just going to produce cherries. And you're not going to see cherries come out of a pear tree because it's only going to produce pears. What is your life known for? What are you producing? And are you producing the fruit that God wants you to? Is this what, what you were created to do? Is this, is this what is, is in you? It's a part of you. It's, it's, your, it's your DNA. This is what you are. Because he says in uh, um, Jesus speaking here in John 15, 16, you know, I, I've chosen you and planted you that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing. And that is his plan. That you would that you would do that, and that the fruit that you bear, it said in verse two there, that you would that you would uh, he prunes every branch and continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit, which means that actually the production of our life should continually get greater. Oh, that's so true. People, it shouldn't be that you know. Hey, you know, last year you. You, there are some great things that were coming out of you, mm-hmm. and um, this year, what's it? There's there's nothing coming out, mm-hmm. and you say, "Oh, sorry, it's just a bad season." No, 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 no. You, you, that's not the way it is. God planted you to produce fruit. What is the issue? The issue isn't with the Creator. What's what's going on? What has affected you? What have you allowed to affect you? Mm-hmm. so that you're not producing fruit. Trees are natural things, and so they succumb to things in the natural. You are a spirit being. Mm-hmm. And so the only time that you would cease bearing fruit is when you have succumbed in a spiritual attack. You right. can't say that it is because your fruit is is spirit. It's a spiritual produce. And so... If you have succumbed in a spiritual attack, <clears throat> it means that there's something that is off that is separating you from the vine. What's going on in your life? Because if it's like, hey, you know what? I, I you know, everything was, I was, you know, there was fruit coming out and great things were happening. And then all of a sudden, wow, everything stopped. And you know what? God just hasn't chosen to to use me. No, that's not true. He planted you, and you know you don't. There's not a spigot on a fruit tree. Right. There's not a spigot on a vegetable plant that you turn it on and you turn it off because you're the one who planted it, and so you decide. Okay, well, I don't want it to produce fruit this year. You know, if if I plant, um, whatever kind of tree, let's say I plant a peach tree in our yard. There, I can't go and turn it off because, like you know, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be needing so much fruit this year, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the off switch. God doesn't turn things off to you because He doesn't need fruit coming out because that would go against His word. God desires for you to bear fruit, to bear more fruit, richer fruit, and more excellent fruit, and that it continues to uh, to grow and continues to produce. As the, as the word says there in verse 16, that your fruit would be lasting and it would remain and it would, that would abide. And so what is it that's going on in your life and what you're producing? Right. It's so good. And actually the word tells us in Psalm 1, 3, that of course we bear fruit in every season. 
Um, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to read that actually. Yeah. Because people of, say it's not my season. Right. Right. And that, you know, or like you were saying, you know, there's a lot that have, have, has come against me or this has happened, or I didn't, you know, expect to be in the situation that I'm in or, you know, life can deal you some, you know, crazy things sometimes or you find yourself not even sometimes by your own choice. Sometimes it is, you know, things that mistakes we've made or we haven't, you know, we, you know, disregarded <laughs> the word of God or the leading of the Holy Ghost or whatever. But then there's there's times actually when other people's actions, you know, we find ourselves in a position that we maybe we shouldn't be or we didn't choose or or whatever. The awesome thing is is that God actually has already made the way out of you mm. out for you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's literally just making a, a demand by faith on that. Like, okay, Lord you know, you knew this and you, you said you'd never leave me or forsake me. You've, you have not, I'm not at a loss, no matter what, even if other people do things or, or I find myself in situations I didn't expect or whatever, because God actually has already made a way of deliverance for you. Even before you even born here, he's already seen everything. He's already provided everything. We just have to access it by faith. And again, it's responding in a spiritual way, like you said. Yeah. You know, we're going to miss out, of course, if we don't take spiritual action, because that's what we are, a spirit being. So you can't succumb to even your own natural thoughts, um, get caught up in the soulish, emotional realm, or the natural things, because that's not actually where your, sol- where your solution comes from anyway. That's right. But um, the Amplified Classic says in um, Psalm 1-3, and he talking about the righteous shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water. Okay. So you're not only planted there, but you're taken care of by the Lord. You're tended by the streams of water ready to bring forth fruit in season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Mm. And so everything he does. Right. And, and really you understand as the seed of Abraham, that your birthright is actually fruitfulness, it's prosperity, and it's blessing. There isn't any lack. There is not any unfruitfulness. There's no dry season, no desert season or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, um, Christians have fallen for the lie, and it's it's really just based on ignorance of the Word of God. So when we have a correct understanding of what the Word of God um, says that we then again we access things by faith we these are things that that should be actually foundational things that we have an understanding of and we walk in and of course we've given, been given authority so even if the enemy tries to bring something against us or someone else used by the enemy tries to bring something against us that goes contrary to the word we we already ha- we have the authority like we just take care of it right then again a spiritual um answer a spiritual solution to the Amen. problem. Amen. So um, we see here, you know, it's it's in the natural, trees are planted. We understand that, right? You're not going to bear fruit if you're not planted. And you Hello. need to be planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. Okay? You're not just planted anywhere. You're not planted in the nightclub. You're not planted at a friend's house. You're not, you're not planted even if it's, you know, a nice place spiritually you're not planted just well i just love being out in nature which i do too and i I, the lord has um has created the whole you know planet for us to enjoy but you understand you're actually planted we can enjoy things but you're planted in the house of the lord that's how you're going to bear fruit okay so don't think that you um can bear rich and abundant fruit if you're not planted in his house amen you're not doing it the way that that he Desired, you know, when 
we understand from the natural that if we're going to plant a tree, like you mentioned about, you know, having pears or cherries or, you know, apples or oranges, whatever type of avocados, whatever type of tree that you're going to plant, you as the gardener, whatever level of gardener you are, um, or maybe you say, I'm not really a gardener, but I just decided this was the kind of tree that I wanted. It's just like when, you know, we bought our house a few years ago. We decided right away, hey, you know, there's on, on one side of it, um, there needs to be some more trees, create, you know, a little bit more, you know, privacy and just, you know, um, around the pool and things like that. And it just, you know, we love trees anyway. Yep. And so we're like, okay, what kind of, you know, we're not. I like the birds that sit <laughs> in them and sing. Yes. And even, you know, the smell that they oh, give yeah. off. I mean, just everything, okay. you know. And so, um, of course, it wasn't, we, we purchased the trees, okay. It wasn't up to them when they were planted, where they were planted, Mm-mm. or anything like that, they have one job. It Grow. is growing, <laughs> right? That you put me in the right environment because the gardener, the person who decided is going to plant me here. My job, is it's not complicated. And honestly, the more simple that we can keep it, <laughs> actually, the easier it is for us, it, trust me, it's like, Less stress, less mental harangue, you know, or anything like that. You know, it's just like super simple. We need to keep it super simple. God's a good God. The devil's a bad devil. God's got an amazing plan for your life. He loves you unconditionally. And his desire is for you to bless, to be blessed and prosperous in every area of your life. You know, super simple. That's right. Super powerful, right? So the tree, all its job is, is like grow roots and grow flourish, produce fruit. That's what it does. There you go. Right? So when you plant a tree, you're the one you're deciding where it's going to be planted at. And of course it does help if you've got knowledge of like, what's the best environment? Where's this tree going to grow the best at? What type of soil is the best? And I understand as a gardener, I've got to give it, especially at the beginning, I've got to give it extra water. I might have to fertilize a little bit. I've got to, you know, make sure it's got a great environment. God does all of that for us. You know, the, the tree was not, when we were planting those trees, they weren't arguing with us. They weren't telling us, no, this is not where we want to be. This is not where we thought we would be. We thought we would be in somebody else's yard. In fact, after they were there for a few days, they didn't uproot themselves and decide, we don't like, we don't like you. We don't like the else. way that, that where you put us, you put us next to, we because there's a line of like 10 trees. You put us next to these trees. This is not where we wanted to be. We like the yard three houses down. We don't want your dog peeing on our roots. And so that yard, three dog, three houses down, they don't have dogs and they don't, they don't, and they don't have kids screaming. And we like that better over. So you know what? I think it's just a bunch of old people. <laughs> the next like thing, you know, and then we looked outside and the next thing we knew those trees, they had walked off and we had to go searching in the neighborhood to find out where those trees were. <laughs> Okay, obviously, did that happen? No. Is that ever going to happen? No. No. Why? Because that's not the job. Because we chain them down. (laughs) No. (laughs) That is not the job of that tree. No, it's not. That was not its tended purpose. That's not even what it can do. You know, the awesome thing is God's given us a a free will. We've got a choice. We need to choose his will. He's the master gardener where he wants us planted. 
we need to go with that and realize that not even just a stubbornness and it's like, okay, well, if this is where God wants me to be, then I guess I'll be. I mean, I don't even want to do that. I don't think I should do that. I want to be over here with these other people. I don't like it here, whatever. You know, have you ever listened to those people that sit there and just complain and complain? You know, what's, well, you know what's crazy is that they never, ever experience the blessing of God. They don't experience the, of course, they don't bear fruit because they're just so caught up in their own flesh and what they think they need, where they think they need to be, who they think they need to be around, why this situation doesn't fit them, why this person doesn't affirm them or celebrate them or anything else. And they literally, that is the pollution that comes out of their mouth and then they just, they you know, it's, it just spills over. They, they defile the other people yeah. with it. And they are, they are not at all. It's sad in the sense they, they don't actually step into anything that the Lord has for them. Plus they take out other people by defiling them and by their own, you know, stupid thoughts and thinking and, and stuff. But th- that's not at mm-hmm. all the plan. Notice the, everything with God has a way there's always a way that the blessing comes the the blessing doesn't come to you when you speak out against the word of god no there's a way it's everything's available to us but there's a way that we have to line ourselves up and we can't think that we're going to be bearing fruit and be fruitful if we're not even first planted Mm -hmm. and allow ourselves actually there there's a whole process that takes place you know if you i remember i worked um just when i was like i don't know 12 and 13 years old i lived in montana and of course um there were a lot of tree farms around there were evergreen trees that were used like you know later they would sell them for people wanting to buy christmas trees and mm-hmm. and everything and um so i we you know we my i remember my sister and i we worked on this this tree farm and um they had the, if, if you were a lady, you know, they had you like hoeing the weeds around the, the trees. And if you were a, a guy, then you, they were the ones that had the machetes and they had, they were with the older trees that they were, you know, um, pruning, yeah, pruning and trimming and yeah. shaping and everything because, you know, you've got to do that as they're growing so that you end up with a great looking Christmas tree. And it's not like a Charlie Brown tree that's got like three branches. People don't like that, though, that <laughs> pruning stuff. That's, that's not, that's not Christ-like. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy because obviously, you know, machete, I mean, those are, those are sharp. Those are, that's like, I mean, for the tree, that had to have, in a sense, if you could imagine, if a tree had feelings, which, of course, we're not tree huggers. But, um, we're not going there. But that's that's actually a fairly traumatic process that takes place. And, of course, they're, in the sense, they're bleeding, like the sap is coming out, mm-hmm. which is actually, again, all part of the process. It actually is healthy for them, it protects them, gets rid of you know, any insects and stuff that would try to attach, it helps with, with keeping them free from diseases. And I mean, it is so utterly amazing how the Lord, the awesome creator has just made all of these things and actually how we can learn from just even as Jesus taught in the new Testament, you know, he used parables all the times and things like this to relate to our own life. Again, just as we started reading here in John chapter 15, about you know how he was comparing us to the to the vine and and to be the branches and and to bear and to bear fruit but anyway when i was working on this this little you know tree farm and everything you would have sometimes we would be with like 
the the little yearling trees i mean they're they're like very small Tiny things. and yeah and you had to be so careful around them like we had to get rid of of course weeds around them because that would hinder growth right you got to get rid of you got to get rid rid of weeds in your own life because they stop growth mm-hmm. and if you don't get rid of them i mean it really hinders growth and then plus it's like they they will just a, a weed its intention is to take over and of course, then comes with those weeds, come other bugs and just, just a bunch of junk, right? And so we would have to do that, but we would have to be so careful because with our hoe, if we hit the tree, because the tree didn't have hardly any, any real established roots yet, it hadn't had time. So you understand when the Lord plants you, you got to give it some time. There's got to be um, roots. They need to, the stronger the tree is going to be, the taller the tree is going to be, the ones that can really withstand the storms of life, there are deep roots. They go deep, they spread out wide. And that has to happen in our own life. You've got mm-hmm. to allow that whole process to take place. So it's like, you know, the Lord will plant people, even in a place, he'll plant you around great people. Then the next thing you know, it's like six, you know, people start, you know, they start changing and adapting. And then like in six months, they're like, oh heck, I don't, I don't like how, you know, you gave me a tough word. And you know, I mean, I don't like that. I don't need to stand for that. And next thing you know, they're like uprooting themselves, like trying to be, they've hardly even established themselves, hardly have some roots or whatever. And then they're up, you know, like the tree walking around trying to find something else and how long is it going to take you to actually find great ground Mm. and you're going to you're going to replant yourself like that's not even possible for a tree to do they can't replant themselves and i don't i don't know why it is we think that that we can do that i think because our lives aren't submitted to the lord because it's just a positioning thing it's like a fake plant you like move it around and and you, you if you just want something just for show you don't plant it. You just move it around here, there. I mean, they don't produce <laughs> right. anything. It's impossible. Right. It's impossible for anything to produce anything great that doesn't have stability. That's so good. That's so true. If it's if it's just in a pot and you move it around from here to there and everything, it'll never <laughs> ever produce anything abundant. Right. The abundance comes when it is when it is mature. It is planted. It is still. Yes. And it grows great roots. Yes. Not just a tiny root ball. We got a lot of root ball Christians. Yes. And so that's all they are, just into their, they're into their pot. And uh, not, not that kind of, just, you know, a, a pot that they're growing. Although, and I will say, some of that in some that churches too. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, there that's we go. crazy. Yeah. Pot get off, Get off even the medicinal weed. I'm just going to say that. There we okay. go. Anyway. But, that was for free. But it's just. They don't, you don't see any great produce from their life right. because they're not stable. Right. And, then, and just listen to me, those of you that are listening. If you are not stable and you were not planted in the court of God, planted in the house of the Lord, you will not produce great fruit. Yeah, it's impossible. You cannot. The word says in Psalm 92, in verse 12, it says, The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. He'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Both of those trees are known for their immense roots. Mm-hmm. That's what they are about because they have they have dug down deep. A palm tree can bend with the strongest winds and not break because of the root system. A mm-hmm. cedar 
has amazing roots. I've tried to dig cedars up before. It's ridiculous how how far. I mean, a, a root from a, a cedar can can go, you know, 40, 50 feet underground. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an impossibility to to get all of the roots out. And then they'll just start springing up because it's it's just something that, that just starts coming back up. Mm-hmm. But it says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord, in verse 13, shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. So you can't even say, well, I'm too old to be bearing fruit. No, No, nonsense. That's not what the word says. It says they'll be fat and flourishing. And so, and to show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. And so what this proves is that God is with you when you are flourishing, because that's the plan of God, to flourish. But you can't do it until you are established, until you are stable, and you are planted in the house of God. You're flourishing in the courts of, of the Lord. And, and many people, they're just out on their own. Right. You know, I decided I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to plant myself here. You can't do that. You mm-hmm. have to do, you have to be exactly where God told you to be. Right. And if you say, well, God hasn't, God hasn't shown me, well, then you need to listen. You need better ears to hear. Okay. Or maybe you're just ignoring it because you don't like that word or it doesn't fit with your comfortability factor. It doesn't fit with, with what you have envisioned for your own life. Uh huh. Because a lot of us have our own natural uh, vision produced from our flesh. This is right. what I want for myself. Right. Right. And and you're truly you're not you're not the the you're not what God wants. You're what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. And you produce what you want. And and so many people's lives are so selfish. They're about them they're about themselves. They're about, well this is this is what I I want and I want to see and everything like that. No, no. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God, even in your natural body, and what comes and what comes out of you. It's these are not all just your choices. What you want to do with your life, and what you know, it's it's that's not it. That's not it. God, you know, God will bless you, and He will provide. I was talking with a a businessman the other day in my office, and I, I you know, God, when when you are planted where He wants you to be, God will bring everything about you that will bless your life. You will be tended wonderfully, and it'll you'll be like you are growing up in a garden of Eden. It will be a land of delight. It will be a place where you flourish, and and uh, from your life will come forth every good thing that you know that people will be amazed at wow look at this it's coming out of your life what's this if you're just going from struggle to struggle to struggle to struggle to struggle i would say you're probably not planted by god that is so true it's like people's lives are actually difficult because they don't simply do like these are these are actually very foundational things in your life. If you don't have God as number one, okay, and in your life, and if God is number one, there is actually fruit that shows, that proves that, mm-hmm. okay? Like I couldn't say, um, like in, for natural relationships, right? If obviously we're married, been been married now 24 years. Yes, we are. For the record, <laughs> we are married. Legally and... <laughs> And God's side. Yes. 
<laughs> and holy matrimony. Yes, yes. But so I couldn't say, okay, well, you know, if I was saying things like, okay, well, yes, my husband, because we're married, you know, he is the number one most important, you know, relationship here on earth is with him. And yet I didn't spend any time with him. You couldn't ever find me in his house. Obviously, we, we call it our house. But, you know, I mean, he's the head of the head of the marriage, right? Um, if I was never, we were never, you know, in our in our home, I was never, you know, with him. I'm always just out, you know, with, you know, um, with friends or I'm out always, you know, doing my own thing, shopping or recreation or, you know, what whatever it is. Or I'm always just, you know, with the kids. Living in the nail salon. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't. No. <laughs> I do visit, but thankfully, that's not, you know. Um, or... Or even, even if, you know, I was just, you know, always, you know, at church, I'm always just serving other people. I'm serving other families. I'm doing everything for everybody else. Because you're not faithful to your marriage or your family. Right. So then you would go, uh, yeah, I don't, you, you can say that that's your number one relationship, but actually it's not. It's just a simple proving, right? Because I'm never, I, if I'm never with him, I'm never where he is. I'm never doing the stuff with him. He's obviously not number one, right? So I say that to say that if God is number one, there's there's actually fruit from that. And you you might say, well, I think you're saying these things just because you're a pastor and you want people in church. Actually, it's because it's the word of God, right? And it's actually because we've we live that out. We live it, yeah. You know. We haven't always been senior pastors. <laughs> we've been in ministry for many years. Um, obviously, we've been Christians longer than we've even been, you know, in ministry. So these are things that that we have walked out in our own life. And of course, all the more, notice again, this is called the Last Days Podcast. This mindset is so challenged, um, you know, from the work, because it's so different from our current society. Oh my gosh, yes. And so that's why it's like all the more you have to Some put this out. Like if you're Christians actually going to yes, serve God and you're going to produce fruit and you're going to walk in the in powerful ways that the Lord has for you, this is like a mindset and a pattern and a lifestyle that that has to be present in your life. You can't expect that you're going to bear great fruit that the Lord has from you and you're not planted in his house. You're not, you, you don't, you don't, um, you're not even aligning with the ways of the kingdom. Like if everything that we do is just about the world and the way that they do it and the way that they think and all these kind of stuff, there's no way that we can bear fruit. Right. It's, that's not, our environment has to be. God's ways and God's house. And a simple thing, actually, you know, we, of course, have done much counseling through all the years of, of ministry and, and, and a lot of marriage counseling, a lot of family counseling. Um, Seeming know, at from, times like too much. <laughs> but, you know, you, you um, and we're not, we'll be the first to tell you, we're, we're not, not psychologists, we're no. not psychiatrists, okay? We counsel from the word of God. We counsel by the leading of the Holy Spirit and we counsel actually from many years of experience that, that of course is a huge thing. Obviously we've done study and, you know, things like that, but one of the quickest ways for people to get their life on track regarding their marriage, regarding their family, their personal life, spiritually, everything is to, is to straighten out the priorities. Number one is God. 
Okay. That does not mean, and, and again, there is a difference between your relationship with God and going to church. Okay. I'm not talking about those two things and, and even the call of God upon your life. Okay. But your relationship with God has to be number one. Of course, obviously that is, is followed by your marriage and your children. Your children do not come before your marriage. Okay, so it's your marriage and your children. If you're single, you don't have that that component. So actually you have a lot more time that's available to you and you can focus even more fully on what God has called you to do. And then of course, third is is your calling, which involves what God has called you to do, what you're doing as far as, um, you know, um, the job that you have and, and what God has called you to do, whether you, whether you're in ministry, whether you, whatever God has called you to do, whatever, whatever that involves. Mm -hmm. But of course, if we're not involved with God and in his kingdom, there isn't a way that we could say he was number one priority. Not at all. Impossible to say that. Right. And so our society is very much like go to church if it fits your schedule. Go mm-hmm. to church if it's convenient if for it's you. If it's convenient, yeah. Right. And and assuredly just know that there's no way you can expect that you're going to bear great godly fruit and actually increase spiritually if that's your mindset and that's your way. I'm sorry if not, if people haven't told you that. And a lot of times people are like, well, you expect us to, you know, sit there for so long or whatever. <laughs> it's like... As in life, anything in life, whatever your heart attitude is and whatever you commit your heart to do, whatever you put into it is going to be exactly what is determined. It determines what you get out what of it. What you get out of it, yeah. Absolutely. You know? so, um, you hunger after God. You're not going to mind being in his presence. Right. And there's no and way. And being around others that are hungry also. Right. There's no way that you can hunger after God and not be blessed and not increase. It's just impossible Amen. because we serve such a great God generous God. But people come to church even and their mind is everywhere else. Or it's all their about heart what they'll, is everywhere what they'll else. get. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all about them also. I'm showing up just for myself instead of, hey, I'm coming to be a blessing. I'm coming actually to bear fruit here today. I'm actually right. coming to to share of what God has blessed me with. My giftings are going to come out of me. My The fruit's going to flow out of me. Mm-hmm. What God has put in me, this is a time for it to, to flow forth. But it, it's, it's a selfish mindset many times that, that keeps us from actually experiencing everything that God has for us. And, um, and a lot of people, they'll, they'll live their entire Christian life that way. Jeremiah 17, there's another uh, portion of Scripture. And it talks about in verse 5, thus says the Lord cursed with great evil, is the strong man, so it's not like you're weak, but it says you're cursed with great evil is the strong man who trusts in and relies on frail man making weak human flesh his arm and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. Right. Okay? Your mind and your heart not connected with God. You say, well, you know, I showed up, I showed up physically. Yeah, but your mind and your heart are not here. Right, right. <laughs> and you, so you just think you are one-dimensional, huh? Just because you showed up, your physical body showed up, and you stuck your butt in the chair? No, no, no. Your mind and your heart have to be there together. For he will be like a shrub or a person, as we say here in Tennessee, naked and destitute in the desert. And he will not see any good come but will dwell in the parched places, in the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. 
That doesn't sound like a good place to live, people. I'm just saying. <laughs> but then it says in verse 7, but most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. Mm -hmm. For he is going to be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river, and it shall not see and fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. It will not be anxious or full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. That means it's not affected by anything that's going on around it. Which is amazing. Anything in the natural, not affected. Can't be affected because its roots, again, going back to what we were talking about before, the palm tree and the cedar, the roots are deep, are deeply, um, have grown it's mm -hmm. not just like here, there, and everywhere. And you wonder, transient Christians, cruzomatics, um, and, and there's no fruit coming forth from their life, right. but they want to see the blessing of the Lord. You right. cannot see the blessing of the Lord unless you've, you're planted, right. unless you're planted. And then when you are planted, and then you, your roots grow into the water, so a lot of times people get planted, and then the next day they want to they want to see everything <laughs> massive. I right. want to produce a harvest in one day. Let, right. Come on, grow. Mm -hmm. Come on, grow here in the in the, in the house of God. Grow mm -hmm. in the house of God. Right. And you know, in the house of God, if you're planted in the house of the Lord, and then it says, then it said it'll flourish in the courts of our Lord. Yes. That's because the branches continue to grow out. Right. Okay. And it goes it, 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 it goes out. But first, your first fruit is actually just going to be seen in the house. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be in the outer courts. Yes. But you have to grow. And then it said, when its, when its roots are by the river, it won't see in fear when heat comes. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not even going to pay attention to, to things that are going on. No matter what the view is, there's no fear associated with anything that you see. But it says, and it's, it's not anxious either, the word says there. Its leaf will be green. It will not be anxious or full of care in the year of drought. That means that means there there's it doesn't look like there's any provision for it in the natural and it's gone through every single season that can be expected in the natural with no nothing in the natural looking like it fed it but it said its leaf will be green during that time and it will never cease yielding fruit Never cease yielding fruit. <laughs> well, brother, you know, I just don't, I just can't produce now because this happened. Right. Or I was going through this, and so I've kind of got to back off now. And, you know, I used, to, I used to be faithful here, helping in this area and everything, but kind of going through a bit of a difficult time now because of this happening and this happening. And, and you know, pastor, brother, sister, you understand you know, and so we just kind of have to back off. No, the thing is, is you were never faithful. <laughs> the thing is, that was never, it was never in your heart to be planted. You, you are a, a seasonese tree. You're like a Christmas tree in a house. And wow, this is, 
We just need to put some tinsel on you and some ornaments. That's 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 the only pretty thing that's going to come forth from you because there's not going to be any fruit coming out, okay? Because actually, you've been cut off from life, and so you just kind of are stuck here or there for just a just a, a, a weeks or months, just temporary. You're the you're the the ficus tree, the the fake ficus tree. <laughs> That, that used to be so popular in all of the yes. homes. And you'd go into everybody's house and you'd see a few ficus trees around there. These scrawny little, you know, scantily clad leafy trees. And, you know, they just kind of took up space. And they were just pretty poor looking. And uh, I remember getting rid of ficus trees. The ones in, that I saw in churches and homes. I was like, I love to throw those things away. Um, there's different but, fake trees now. Yeah, there's other kinds of fake trees and everything. I'm not into. I'm, I don't like. I don't like. You know, all of that junk. It just takes up space. And so let's <laughs> let's see that. Let's see the real fruit coming forth from the believers' lives because this is what God says should come forth. So we ask again: What fruit is in our lives? What fruit is in our lives? What are people able to partake of? because we're planted. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.